The views and opinions expressed by the hosts do not state or reflect those of the company and its management. Any assumptions, views, and insinuations made by the hosts or guests do not reflect those of the show, the management, and the network. Listener discretion is advised. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. Okay, so let's move on to our next film. I, I think this one is a very exciting film, also from Midnight Madness. Um, it's called Shadow in the Cloud. It's directed by Rose Ann Liang. And it's about this pilot officer um, portrayed by Chloe Grace Moritz, who travels in, um, what do you call this, uh, a jet um, with a couple of men inside, um, but with her, she's carrying her uh, with her is like a bag with top secret information or what have you. Um, and then this basically becomes one of the centerpieces of the conflict until we end up seeing like a monster in um, what they call this in the jet. And then it becomes total madness all throughout. Young. So ayun guys, um, this was very fun. This was a very fun film. What are your guys, uh, what are your thoughts about Shadow in the Cloud? Ikaw, okay, Kevin, yeah, what are your thoughts? I'll start. Okay, I'll start off. Oh. Okay. Uh, I did enjoy the first part. Yeah. We, we actually discussed this with Princess now. So yeah, the claustrophobic feel and, you know, uh, the commentary about you know, uh, male toxicity in the workplace, which, you know, still remains to be relevant now, though major, in, at times it can be passive-aggressive, though sometimes major blatant. So ito, uh, I did find that that metaphorical ball turret where she was stuck for majority of the film feels like this social construct that she's trying to get to get outside and she's she can't do anything. So I did enjoy that part. Then come second half, I had that come the third act, you know, a lot of ridiculous things happen. So it's slightly linked to a B movie. And then my impression was, uh, you know, when it comes to B movie, uh, I'm not saying that B movies are bad, but I think there are some elements that happened, you know, some stunts, a lot of crazy things happened that it felt like, you need to ignore some of these things out because they're not happening out of logic, out of physics. So you don't you don't need to take them seriously. And I think it kind of contradicts what they're building on the first part. So yun, I was kind of mixed, but I definitely enjoyed it. Cause I 80 minute runtime, you know, the moment it started, the moment the plane took off, the tension was there and all throughout. So it's Definitely perfect for that midnight madness section. Yeah. And Chloe Grace Moritz was great in that film. Um, <laughs> uh, I think for me, I, I found this more exciting than Chloe Grace Moritz's other films. Um, I guess we had a discussion with Kevin previously. I, I did say that um, 
And this is one of her best performances ever. Because she totally carried the whole film, despite all the um, controversies that you know led to the creation of the concept and all. Um, the film itself is very, uh, it speaks for itself. So it, it doesn't pretend to be just a, com- a complete war film. It, it, it actually is a good addition to the Midnight Madness uh, repertoire, I guess. <laughs> So yun. Um, and then at the same time, um, you know, I I always hear from you guys that like, you guys thought that it's like a B movie, but for me it didn't really co- connected to that. Although I do understand like the the costume of uh, her costume, the parang skinny uh, pants or pantsuit or whatever. Tapos uh, synthetic or synthesizer music pa towards the end, you know. And then of course. You know that other thing that, parang it's very impossible to sustain all throughout the film, na sustain siya. So I guess that's that kind of gave it like a little bit of campy feel, feels. Pero ayon. Um, same with other films in this uh in this edition of the festival. It's very socially relevant. Um, na film isolation. It's it, it's felt sorry. It's felt um all throughout the film. Um and you know from from the start to the finish, na parang kahit na she's she's able to see her co-pilots, you know you can still feel that as a woman she's carrying the whole film on on her own. Tama. Um, ako ha, I I agree with with Atesses that it it may look like a B movie or at least you know it's superficial pagdita layer is that it does look like a B-movie. But for me, it's more of like just a budget thriller about a woman who's trying to, you know, prove her worth in a society that is dominated by patriarchy. Because you know? uh, in, in a way, there's like this first part, this first act dun sa, dun sa film we're in, it almost played out like a chamber theater piece wherein it's only centered on Chloe Grace Moritz and how... Uh, she's internalizing all of the feedback that she's getting from um, the other male characters, the jet in the plane. And um, it's a very powerful study on misogyny. And it's, the society is dominated by by men and um, patriarchy is the name of the game. And Chloe Grace Moritz coming out you know, by entering the jet plane. It's like a sign, you know, that um, even though she's a woman in the society, despite all of the differences within her, she's able to take over everything, you know, and, you know, prove her worth in the society, especially do- towards the last part of the film. Although it's a little spoilery now, but there are some things that she did towards the last part that it may sound far-fetched or it may look far-fetched rather, pero nakatuwa kasi she's the only one who can do that eh um, I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about you know with with um, that that particular scene that no one ever expected to ano to oh. <laughs> to appear um, how about you guys what are your other thoughts about yeah, Shadow in the Cloud I think ito yung type ng film na yun di ba normally uh, we have experiences na nakapanood tayo ng film and you want to tell a friend what happens, the entire story. Yes. I think someone will struggle to tell the story of this film to other person. Just like yung, I don't know if you have seen the film Colossal, yung kay Anne Hathaway. Uh, 
nag-struggle din ako ikwento yung story sa isang tao because a lot of things happen. Like in this film, every 15 or 20 minutes or so, something different happens and hindi mo alam kung saan papunta yung trajectory ng story. Kaya it's very hard to tell someone uh, in sequential order what's happening in the movie because sasabihin niya na, start ka nga ulit sa simula, saan nangyari ulit? Parang ganun. So parang to me, the medium, uh, kung paano niya ninarate uh, sa medium yung story, sa medium of film, I think na-own niya because it's very unique, you know, because it's it's very rare for a film na yung mahirap siyang i-translate into other medium, for example, storytelling or you write about it. But this film, I think, is just what it is. The way it's, it was edited, you know, I think it's 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 really distinct and it's not awkward because if you see it as a whole, I think it works. Tama. Ikaw, Doc, you saw Shadow in the Cloud. Yeah, uh, Shadow in the Cloud. Um, what can you say about it? It well, for one, I really enjoyed it, like the rest of us. I think. Um, It feels like a mishmash of different films. Uh, the, of course, the first like 40 minutes, the part where the some of the part in the turret is very, you know, I think si Kevin yung nagsabi na there's a claustrophobic feel. It's reflected in the visuals, in the cinematography. Because of the, that helplessness na hindi ka makalabas. Um, and nabenta ni Chloe Grace Moretz yun, in fairness sa kanya. I think she's a She has a lot of potential as an actress, and she she, she really showed a lot of her chops here. Um, and then once the second half um, goes through, parang it hindi naman devolves. It parang evolves into um, a more or less straightforward genre film, um, which I also enjoyed. Even though, medyo if it depends on how much you're willing to suspend your disbelief. Um, and I also, interesting sa akin na medyo overt yung messaging niya. Because uh, originally, I, I remember this film was uh, written by Max Landis, who also wrote the film, uh, what do you call this? Yung, the, the one with the orc cup, sila ni Will Smith. Bright, bright. Yan. And uh, in bright, very overt din yung messaging niya. If you remember, like the orcs are these uh, these mi- minorities, and then there's kind of racism against orcs. Um, and then I, I learned that uh, Rosan Liang uh, extensively rewrote this film after Man- Landis left the project. So I'm interested in knowing how much of Landis' original vision was still in this film. Because parang nandun parin yung symbolism siya, pero may nuance ng konte na naipasok. Pero yun nga, there are still times na sobrang medyo, may pagka-over the top pa rin siya. Lalo na yung ending, parang the ultimate flex. Spoiler alert na lang. Basta may gagawin daw si Chloe Grace Morex na parang, I am a woman, hear me roar. Ganun. Ganun ang level of of, <laughs> of yung nakukok no, vibe sa kanya. Dun sa, yung ginawa niya sa end of the film. Look at me, I'm a woman. Ganun. Tapos, yeah. Yeah. Para ano lang, hey, this is, fem- this is for feminism. Ganun. Ganun. Oh. Bandera, eh, no? Not to give away, parang pupunitin ko to. Ganun. <laughs> Mabuhay ang kababaihan. Ganun. Pero yun, I really, really enjoyed pa rin siya. Parang, 
it's it's very nice to see films with you know ba- badass women doing awesome things and yun nga i i, I like the angle din na sinabi Enger, Engelbert na ano na there was she's trying to prove herself i think the the that's the ano, that's, that's the key word in this film eh, to prove oneself eh. she doesn't really need to prove herself but she has to because of society she she's she knows she's good she's good parang deep down pero uh, and dami pang balakid doon and daming obstacles to to doing that kasi people just don't believe that she's as good as she says she is in lang um ako naman with shadow in the cloud na enjoy ko siya kasi ito yung klase ng pelikula na hindi ka na mag-iisip ng malalim hindi ka na maghahanap ng alam mo yun nung ano ba simbolism nito? Ano ba ibig sabihin nito? Ganyan, ganyan. Yung tipong hahanap ka pa ng mga context, ganyan. Saka, ayun nga, I agree with John. Straightforward genre film kasi ito. And I believe um, Chloe Grace Moritz gave a fantastic performance naman dito sa film. So kahit na, alam mo, ang daming nangyari, nakaimposiblihan, no? Like yung may pumutok, bilang bumalik si ano, ay sumabo, may bumalik sa aeroplano si ano, si... Chloe Grace Moritz or even sa chopper bat or whatever na aircraft na uh, aircraft thingy, di ba? Tapos, ano pa ba? Yung parang ano siya, design siya yung character ni Chloe Grace Moritz. Pinapattern siya with Ellen Ripley played by Sigourney Weaver in Aliens, di ba? Although, iba yun. <laughs> so, lalo na in Aliens kasi may motherhood. Ano kasi yun eh? May motherhood. Um, part kasi sa Aliens eh. Although dito, hmm, spoiler alert, panoorin yun. <laughs> Pag meron na yung, ano, yung shadow in the clouds, ganun. And then, ano ba, na, basta parang nakakatuwa si Chloe Grace Moritz dito kasi tumutom, krusampig, parang imposible yan mga nangyari. Pero enjoy, di ba? And lalo na dun sa ending, may paano pa eh, may pa-advocacy pa si Lola mo na parang, ay, nagawa niya yun sa dami ng nangyari. Paano, girl? Diba? <laughs> Ayan. So, let's move on to our next film. Ayan. So, this is a Japanese film. It's called Under the Open Sky. Um, it's directed by Miwa Nishikawa and it stars Yakusho Koji who is very famous for um, being one of the actors in this classic film called Tampo Po. So, Under the Open Sky is about this who was released from prison after serving 13 years because of his murder sentence. And then, as soon as he gets out, he realizes that life um, of a normal, everyday person is totally different than from when he was still a member of the Yakuza. So, um, for those who have seen Under the Open Sky, what are your thoughts about the film? Kuya Rolando, ikaw? To me, uh, I really like it because it's a good character study of uh, yung commentary about how the society treats people who want to change or who are willing to change. At parang pinakita ng film na it should be two ways, right? Uh, we cannot expect people to change after they serve, for example, yung punishment nila but but the society and the government are not accepting in return so i think para ma fine tune yung communication and yung relationship na yun i think both of both of the parties should be uh, open minded because several times in the film pinakita na 
is willing to do something and yet may prejudice pa rin yung, yung mga members of the society or even the government doesn't support what you know what he wants to do like for example kung gusto niya i-alat yung uh, yung money na binigay sa kanya ng government into something like personal phone kailangan pa niya itanong or something else na sa tingin niya makakatulong sa sarili niya so i think there's so many layers in the film na hindi lang siya very emotional but will make you think about the maturity of our own governments in general on how how we treat people with uh, special circumstances like him you know hindi lang yung mga ex convict but how would we treat members of the society with uh, special needs for example so i think it's it's one of the things that uh, opportunity na ma-reflect ng mga audience because when i went here in canada i realized that there's so much things uh, way back home in the philippines na uh, i hope na magkakaroon ng focus uh, moving forward like for example mental health you know like it's a very important topic and i hope na yung society is very accepting na for example ang ang addiction sa drugs is not a criminal ta- criminal concern but rather a social welfare concern yun yung yun yung para sa akin yung ultimate message ng film it, it it doesn't want people to give prejudice to this to these uh, victims of, of circumstances, of different circumstances. So it's an opportunity for the people. So I would like people to, more people to see this film. Yun, no. How about you, Kevin? Napanag mo yung ano, diba? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I love this one. Uh, find it really, truly affecting and heartbreaking at the same time. So yun, uh, the topic of ex-convicts, we don't really get to see much of those themes, you know, they try to, I really felt the plight because they try to reintegrate to their society, to this society that they felt like a stranger and they're breaking the stigmas and then people are, there's prejudice and, you know, because for these types of people, you need to really give them a legit opportunity to start over with their lives. And I guess uh, I might have to add that I the performance of the the actor here, Koji, he's really good. I he took the movie took me to different emotions, and you know uh, I think there was filled with hope towards the end, and it shatters again your heart. So I felt like I was watching a Koreeda film. Yun na kasi ang pinaka accessible kung ano eh, filmmaker. Eh. So and then uh, mm-hmm. I also like to add na I like na. The movie didn't hold back when it comes to the moral ambiguity of the characters. Pinakita din yung, yung conflict ng main protagonist. Kasi in, in the end, like, people are not giving me a chance. So might as well stick into the labels that they're giving me. So it's really heartbreaking. And, you know, I think more a lot of people should see this because, you know, as Rolando said, this is our eye-opener and really depressing stuff but you know it's an important film for me i agree um for me uh, under the open sky um is a great film there was one particular angle that i also want to highlight um there was one part in the film where in nakita natin yung um exploitation of um you know ex convicts in media um because of one of the characters in in the film which is isunoda 
So Sunoda is um like an up and coming TV director who's given an opportunity to direct what we call this Mikami, you know, the the ex-convict and uh, basically it's also he's also like one of the main characters in the sense that we get to see him um change his perspective about um people in, in the sense that we're not limited to what we used to be or what we were in the past. But uh, so long as people or so long as we are all open to change, then, you know, we can always drive each other to make the whole world a better place to live in. Um, With the film in general, it's very effective in how it showed the the struggle of an ex-convict. I agree with, with what everyone said, with what Kevin and Rolando said. Um, it's very thought-provoking and at the same time, it's very genuine how, you know, we get to see um, Mikami, Yakusho Koji's character whose performance is immensely impressive. Um, we get to see him grow and develop into uh, this character who's multi-layered and at the same time very fascinating because he starts off very rash, very brash, very impulsive, very adamant to society. But eventually, he acknowledges all of his shortcomings. He acknowledges all of the problems that he has. And at the same time, uh, he uses it as an opportunity for him to move forward with society, even though, even though society doesn't want him to move forward and that he's always going to be stuck in that same hole that he's been to all these years. He, he still did his best to, to move forward, to, to show to people that people can change and that nothing stays the same forever. Um, I agree that Yakusho Koji gave a very impressive performance here. And personally, I think everyone should watch Under the Open Sky. It's a, it's a very effective film um, about, you know, a flawed man trying to seek redemption in a society that, you know, dictates what a person or what people are and should be. No. Um, how about you, Doc? Um, what are your thoughts about Under the Open Sky? Uh, this film, yun nga, this film has been done a, a couple of times before. Yung the prisoner who is released into the world, into a world na, na parang pinaglipasan na siya. Um, films like Love Diaz's Ang Babaeng Humayo, uh, recently, yung shorts na Tahanan, Brillante Mendoza, Shini Uma, also starring Lou Veloso. Alam mo yun. Um, but there's a, dif- there's a parang a difference in the way uh, the character is treated. Uh, one of, I guess one of the things na hindi pa na discuss about this film here was when um, Koji Yakusho's character uh, goes out into the world, um, there are a lot of people who treat him very kindly, who give, uh, although yung una there was dinidiscriminate siya, parang the more they get to know him, the more they parang endear themselves to him and the more help he receives. So, yung mga little acts of kindness na yun, I really appreciated in this film. Lalo na, it, it really, to, matingkad siya lalo na sa parang third act of the film na, ano, and, and dami tumutulong talaga sa kanya. And dami, there are a lot of people who wants to make him succeed. And I think that's what, uh, that's what pushes his character to talaga magbago for the, 
for the better. Um, additionally, um, uh, if you've watched uh, Nishikawa's filmography, um, films like uh, Yume Urufutari, na sa 2012 film, or Dear Doctor, pinalabas yun sa Igasai dito sa Pinas, um, mga films niya. They're about, or actually even The Long Excuse, which was a film that was released recently. They're about people who, ano eh, there are people who use lies and deceit to fool others into thinking they're not who they're supposed to be. They're, they're conning either other people or themselves. Tapos, um, at first glance, uh, Koji Yakusho's character is parang the antithesis of those kinds of characters. He's a very, um, he's very blunt He's very true to himself, almost in an un-Japanese fashion. Because the di ba, Japanese will be very humble. They will, they will say, ano, they will uh, keep their true feelings to themselves. But um, Mikami or Yakusho's character, is he wears his heart on his sleeve. And he goes through most of the film like that. And it, it has gotten him into trouble in the past. I mean, the inciting incident for what led him to be put into prison was due to his to to his ano to his candor to his yun nga, being true to himself um once he changes doon yung pumapasok yung sinabi ni Kevin na moral ambiguity which um Nishikawa tends to insert in films in her films and ano um naging paradox siya na tipong um the fact that he's trying to change goes against him trying to be true to himself. And doon, parang stealth pumasok yung themes ulit ni Nishikawa. And ano, ang, ang ganda ng interplay between those that decision. Kasi there's no right answer eh. Um, there's, you know, there's, there's one choice that everyone's rooting for you, pero you feel miserable about yourself because you're not being yourself. Uh, as opposed to, ano, as opposed to um, being true to yourself, but still being being ano, uh, kumbaga, hindi naman a menace to society, pero trouble a trouble to society. Ganon. Uh, it's about ano eh, living versus just surviving, and it it shows then it's it's a film full of paradoxes. It it the title itself, under the open sky, it mean it's it gives you a sense of freedom. Even the, the Japanese title, uh, Subarashiki Sekai, uh, a, a beautiful, a wonderful world. Uh, parang, yes, it's a wonderful world being free. But if you're not yourself in this beautiful world, what kind of a life are you living? So, yun yung takeaway ko ako from it. It's a very well-acted, very, uh, uh, it's a bit languid, it's a bit slow uh, character study. Maybe a bit overlong, some would say. Pero ako... I, um, knowing Ishi, uh, Nishikawa, this is a very uh, great entry from her. Yun. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> Yun. Um, any more thoughts, guys, about uh, Under the Open Sky? Ayan. Okay. So now let's move on to a Georgian film uh, from the Discovery section. It's called Beginning. Um, it's directed by... Shit, ang haba ng pangalan. Wait lang. <laughs> um... Uh, Deya Kulumbegashvili. I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> um, di ko rin alam eh. But it's about um, 
a community of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, they are being attacked by this group of extremists who do not believe in the beliefs of their religion. Um, and then in the midst of the conflict, there's this woman whose name is Yana. She's the wife of the sort of like the community leader of the Jehovah's Witnesses in the area. Um, and then um, as soon as the, the man, the, the, the husband leaves so that um, he can focus on his Jehovah's Witness work, um, Yana's life and, you know, uh, what do you call this? Her family crumbles in the process of the many things that transpired in the film. Yan. So, uh, what are your thoughts about beginning? Uh, Kuya Jim, napanood mo ito, di ba? Yes, napanood ko siya. Pero ano lang, um, simula lang. Kasi may ginagawa na ako eh. Sorry, may workout at Parang nasingit ko lang siya. Although, dun sa simula, aminado, uh, may, di ba sa sobrang slow pace and then ang daming long takes, hindi ko napigilan ang tokin. Ito yung film na talagang, oh my gosh, parang nai-hypnotize ata ako sa pagkatulog, ganun. And then, ang napansin ko lang dun sa naabutan kong part ng pelikula, no, um, parang hindi na nabigyan ng justice yung, or hindi na nabigyan masyado ng um, explanation or ano yung, I mean, the relevance uh, sa story nung sa Jehovah's Witness, ganun. And then, ano pa ba? Um, masyadong, um, tawag dito, yung pinakita yung misogyny. Yun yung nakikita. Kasi grabe yung, grabe yung ginawa dun sa babae. I mean, dun sa lead actress. Di ba na parang ni-rape, ganyan. And then, may may pinagawa si Kuya something, yung police. So parang sa gugas, ano itong nangyayari dito sa, sa film, ganun. And then, I agree with you dun, nung, nung, dun sa chat box when you said na it feels like parang Khan or Kevin De La Cruz yung style of filmmaking. Ayun, yun lang yung masasabi ko kasi as, nasimulan ko lang siya and then paputol-putol yung doon ko because I'm doing something. So yun. Mm, ayun. Um, I think this is one of the films sa ano sa lineup na I really anticipated um but in a way na disappoint ako um not because it wasn't good I mean the, the shots were you know impressive like very it's a technically well crafted film you know beginning my problem is with its um, what do you call this, commentaries on wo- womanhood or at least being a woman in the society. Kind of like with Shadow in the Cloud, although Shadow in the Cloud kasi, you know, gets the job done, so to speak. But with beginning kasi, um, very defeatist siya. And it doesn't really offer any, um, what do you call this, any viable resolution to, to the problems that were opened. Um, tas parang, what, what happened was with, with the woman, with I think her, si Yana, um, what do you call this? She, 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 she goes through a lot. Like, and dami, and dami niya pagdaanan, you know, um, from, spoiler alert, from being raped, um, do you call this, to being condemned by um, her husband because she was raped. Now, very defeatist. And at the same time, it it also says a lot about how uh, what do you call this? How Georgian society perceives the, the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses. 
you know, they're, they're the minority. Eh. I, I'm not very familiar in the religious scene in, in Georgia. So um, I can't give too much opinion about it. But evidently, they're obviously the minority in, in terms of, um, you know, you know, talks about religion. And knowing that they weren't really doing bad, you know, and in fact, they're even helping people out. Pero parang, um, the fact that towards the end, they were just willingly giving up on fighting these extremist groups. Parang it, it says a lot about, uh, what do you call this, how injustice prevails in the society. And they're not even given an option to, to move forward. I mean, they're just giving up. They're probably just going to move to a different place. Ganyan. And with Yana, you know, after experiencing so much stuff, so much harrowing and um, unnecessary things uh, with, with what happened to her, parang hindi siya nabigyan ng opportunity to grow as a character. That she just became a victim of circumstance, of, of terrible, unforeseen circumstances. Ayan. So, yeah, I didn't like it. It, it, it was, for me, um, it was a very anti-feminist film. Ayan. Uh, Ayan. I think you liked it, diba? Yeah. Personally, I like it because yung approach ng filmmaking, I really like yung, yung fan ako kasi na slow cinema and I really like the shots. Although, I agree there's that the movie presented a lot of problems and more problems rather than at least one solution it didn't so i think maybe that's the intention of the filmmaker to uh, to send a message of the uh, problem in the georgian society so there's a lot of loose ends as well there's a story but uh, i i can't ignore the the film because it's it's very meditative and it requires your sensory attention and i i like the feeling while i'm watching the film Although yeah, some some of the shots are really long, but but overall, I would say that it was an experience watching it. It's not perfect, but but I think it. I didn't regret watching it, as compared to other films like Good Joe Bell. You know, I mean, I wish I haven't seen it, but but I think yeah, I like this film more than sa, more than a lot of films I've seen at the. Oh, ganda ng shots, no? Like there were a lot of times where in. You, you'll get immersed in how the cinematographer shot those long takes. Very, Especially rape scene, di ba? Ay, oo. Oh, oh. And ano, nag-work yung, 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 yung lack of music or may music na, di ba? Pero parang hindi, we don't really hear the, the woman and the man um, in the film. Mas naririnig natin yung, yung atmosphere. Kaya parang it adds that ambiguity do sa story ng babae kasi it's it's obviously within the perspective of the woman yeah so, but you're right you tama ka na na disappointed ako kasi this is the only ka- film from Cannes Film Festival that that was uh, nagkaroon ng crossover from TIFF and New York Film Festival and na-select din siya ng San Sebastian Film Festival so you would think that oh para ba tong parasite because you know i mean yung mga nagko-crossover ano yun eh, limited lang dahil yung kan di ba, way back May pa. So, to pick to be picked up by several film festivals, it means it's something. So, that's why I'm also disappointed, you know, na hindi pala siya ganun ka, kaganda uh, or perfect as a film. Mm-mm. 
Ikaw, Kevin, what are your thoughts about beginning? Uh, yeah, definitely agree on what you said. Uh, stunning cinematography, I had to hand that to them. And that I, even though, yeah, it's painfully slow, you know, gonna say I'm not a big fan of this directing style, slow cinema, not really a big fan. But there are some creative choices here that I haven't seen before in that the indie movies of the past, especially that first scene, uh, I think that was well-directed. That's a long take, huh? Parang almost 10 minutes. Then that rape scene that we're all talking about, yeah, and then the exclusion of music, it all feel, feels real. But without that redemption arc that we're talking about, that solid redemption arc and, you know, that directing style more on the static, static shots, stagnant shots, and... It, you can you find it hard piecing it together. So in the end, it felt more like exploitative. So I don't think it really contributed that much. But the, you know what sucks is these stories are worth telling. And I know this when when pieced together better, they are they will be able to spark more of that issue that's currently existing there. So I was bet a bit left wanting for more, especially to the ending, diba? I, I, I asked you guys, like, what's the interpretation behind that? Because it's a little bit vague, but, you know, with the help of you, we, 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 were, we were able to piece it together. But, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to, to see something that has substance, but at the same time, will help the audience comprehend it, not just, you know, being overindulgent. But I do, really do appreciate the shots here. And yeah, I I felt the plight of the protagonist here. I just wish that, you know, we get to see more perspective from the others and then, you know, show her redemption arc towards the end and not just being rushed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's just saying that uh, doon sa buong film, daming pinagdaanan ni Bakla, no? <laughs> like, dami talaga. That's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. This would not be made possible without your support and of course with the help of Carbon Podcast Network's team headed by Patricia Marie Ferrer, Network and Podcast Manager Ellie Kiron Cole, Social Media Manager Rowan Palomares, Business Development Team Lead Lee Lirio, and from the creative side, Christina Lido and Andre Luis Castillo Ibanez. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Third world.